Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. Talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's got to be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kind of just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness. The grind never stops. All right. So uh, how are you doing? How's your day been so far? You know, um, David, it's been a really good day. I got back in. I was actually visiting the Midwest um, all of last week. I went back to Minnesota just to visit my family for a few days. And then I was in Illinois visiting my boyfriend's family, meeting them for the first time. So on Saturday, I got back in, had a day of travel, and I was kind of just taking all of yesterday to recover and get back to baseline. And so today I woke up with a lot of energy. Um which I think that it was a really good decision to just rest yesterday, um, given I could. <laughs> I didn't have really anything I needed to do. Um, so today's been great. I got up, ate something, did a workout, um, and I've been doing some, just some something called the morning pages in the morning. Have you ever heard of those? No, I haven't. It's like there's a book on it, and it's – designed by this woman she wrote this book and does these creative workshops so the 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 whole point of doing the morning pages is so you can get all of your thoughts out on the like out on a paper and just kind of like brain dump first thing in the morning and so i've been doing that recently and it's been really helpful for just sorting out my thoughts and starting the day with like a clear head because i don't know i think that we can get so crowded in our thoughts sometimes that it just impairs our ability to show up and you know do the best we can absolutely i think that's a good way to start the day like it kind of had me thinking because like i don't necessarily do something similar but i do journal and i try to do it in the morning and like when i meditate along with that too like i always talk about like what i'm grateful for And then I feel like those thoughts kind of stick around throughout the day, you know? That's so important. I've been focusing on appreciation myself recently, and it's, it's a really helpful tool to, like you said, just go through the day, like in that frame of mind. I love it. Do you think it's challenging to maintain that at times or? 
of course. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, you know what, recently it's felt like pulling teeth to, I don't know, I'm like, I wouldn't call myself completely skeptical, but I also, I just like have this worldview that I'm like, well, I look at things through the lens of reality sometimes. And, you know, when you're working on a dream and like you're an entrepreneur and, you know, trying to get out of your industry to be more of like an entrepreneur type, it requires a lot of faith, hope, and like belief in the future. And sometimes like the steps that you're going through, even if they're the right ones, it just doesn't like show up tangibly in your life right away. And so it's been really difficult for me to kind of keep that hope alive and just believe that, you know, everything is going to work out. It may not happen exactly as I expect, but at the same time, like, you know, what can I do to appreciate each day and be grateful that, you know, oh, hey, I woke up today again. And, you know, a lot of people, they don't get another day or, you know, their lives are ended short. And it's just so unfortunate. And I think that if, even though that's kind of um, grim to kind of like picture that, sometimes it helps you get that perspective of like, wow, I really do have, you know, an amazing, wonderful life. And, you know, if you don't feel that way about your life, there's always something that you can do to shift your perspective and sometimes shift your reality to make yourself feel better about your circumstances. And some of it is in our control. I think that, you know, our belief is totally, we need to like take responsibility for our beliefs and how we view the world. Because for me, it's necessary for me to do that so I don't get depressed and feel stressed out all the time. That's just, I've, I've learned that about myself. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that too. I knew that you were going to have a good perspective on it because, I mean, so you're a registered nurse and a holistic health coach. So I feel like you really get like the bigger picture of it all, you know? I try to. I, you know what, even even as I say I try to, that's one thing that I'm also trying to change because I don't know, there's, that's me like still battling like the monster of my reality. (laughs) (laughs) But then also like looking for it and being hopeful for the future. I I don't know, most of the time I live in peace and like just uh, I hold this belief that like, hey, I'm not giving up at this, you know? It might take years. For sure. Yeah. And it like, it requires work. But ultimately, the work is worth it. And along the way, you get like so many different unexpected, like small blessings and big blessings that like actually improve and increase your quality of living. Um, And a lot of them, they come from, you know, within and the perspective that you have or, you know, sometimes it's, you know, an opportunity or a connection that you end up making that just helps your plan in this whole way that you didn't actually you couldn't you wouldn't have been able to even expect or like predict that you know yeah for sure so uh, let's talk a little bit about your podcast too because i had mentioned that you're a registered nurse and a holistic health coach and that's pretty much what you talk about in your podcast right the stress-free living show yeah definitely um the stress-free living show has been a really, really fun way to own my voice and just kind of feel like it's me, like it's me versus me. I'm not competing against anybody else. I have like a pretty competitive personality. And so, um, and I don't enjoy like 
you know, working the algorithms of social media and stuff. I think a lot of people. Oh, me neither. (laughs) It's just, it becomes this thing that kind of takes the fun out of it. And I'm kind of like just allowing that to be my truth for now, but like, you know, always open to it shifting in the future based on what I need to do. However, the podcast has been so fun in the stress-free living show. um, At the beginning of the show, I focused kind of primarily on like a holistic way to manage stress in your life with like kind of like a side note on gut healing and binge eating and so recently i've been kind of feeling like my calling has been this whole calling i've had all along has been to help other women with binge eating disorders and you know i just feel like i need to speak to that person so as i progress in the episodes of the podcast i feel like it's been kind of this thing where I need to narrow down my niche and speak more to that woman who's struggling with binge eating. And I personally believe that, you know, we all need to focus on the health of our gut in order to live any sort of life of our dreams. And like, because our health is a vehicle to that life of our dreams. And so if our health is not on point, we can't, I I personally believe that we can't truly enjoy our lives, but um, that's, yeah. And so that was kind of the whole idea around the podcast and long just to like wrap up that thought, it's been this really cool way to kind of own my voice and get researched and I've gotten a lot more comfortable. I think we even talked about this on the episode that I interviewed you. Um where I feel like my my public speaking and my ability to form like, oh, a, yeah, a coherent thought it's just been a little bit I feel like it improved drastically in like the first month or two. Well, that's why I love podcasting. It's like, so like in your case, you're helping other people. Like, you know, in your case, how you said woman with eating disorders and stuff like that, but you're also benefiting from it too, because you're learning a lot along the way. So absolutely. I definitely am (laughs) every single episode. No, um, one thing I appreciate about your work too is that you are a holistic. Talk about like what holistic means, because I'm assuming that basically what we mean is that we're encompassing emotional health, spiritual health, as well as physical health. So can you talk a little bit about like what that entails in terms of like fitness, as well as like maybe meditation, journaling, stuff like that? Definitely, I'm happy that you asked this question because. The further along I get into my, well, you might know I'm in school right now to become a certified holistic health practitioner. So um, by the end of February 2022, well, actually, in just a short couple of months, they allow us to kind of practice under the certification before our program ends, as long as we meet the requirements. However, I have been in this program and learning more of like what holistic actually means it like it's like a layer of an onion that i'm learning like when i first heard about holistic health i'm like oh yeah like we're holistic people like we're all like we're so much more complex than just like what we put in our bodies and how much we sleep and what we do for our purpose you know um so what i've learned about what a holistic view on health means is you know we have this thing called the circle of life in the circle of life includes things like creativity, spirituality, nutrition, physical activity, sleep, rest, home environment, home cooking, things like that. I wasn't able to list up all of them because I haven't memorized 
you know, the whole wheel. However, I've been able to pick one of those things, one or two of those things at a time and just focus on kind of like improving those areas. And during the process of doing that, you get to increase your satisfaction in each area, which in turn ends up decreasing stress and improving your whole life experience. And it brings about this sense of like peace and just calm in your whole life. And like you mentioned earlier, the whole balance. And I think a lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong or not if I'm wrong, but like if this doesn't make any sense, but sometimes when I think about health and balance and just like stress reduction sometimes that just becomes another thing on the to-do list if we don't like assign or or don't have meaning in it and so learning the meaning behind all of these different elements has gotten me into a place where i do this because i know how much it helps and not that i have to and hoping that i'm not just faking it till i make it sort of thing (laughs) and i think that i I think that, that just gave that. me some deep thoughts. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it does. It provokes you, but actually, I don't know. A lot of the process, like when I come into those areas of where I'm working on certain things, I I come up with these crazy ideas. Like, I am going to give up dairy for six months, and I am going to not drink for six months and see what what happens to my body and like these experiments they become this thing where i like can't stop thinking about it and i just like have to try because it's something that i've never tried before and so while i don't have an unhealthy relationship with food or alcohol i just wanted to see like where is there any improvement in mood are there any improvements in you know my body's functionality that can be gained you know, without, you know, these things being possible toxins for me, as an example. And you had asked um, about meditation and journaling and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I recently learned a lot about what I what I mentioned with the morning pages, and how getting all my thoughts out on the paper first thing in the morning, it made me feel like I had so much more, like, ease, I would just proceed with the day in a sense with a sense of ease. And then I would also challenge myself to keep a to-do list very short, like maybe three items on there, because I would tend to put like a really long to-do list in front of me. And, you know, typically those things don't all have to be done that day. I was just overwhelming myself. And so it was an exercise and just like, you know, the discipline that I was trying to put on myself was adding too much stress to myself. So it was like, all right, what can I do to lessen that stress um the most recent thing i've I've learned about is the importance of breathing in a way that activates your parasympathetic nervous system and that actually brings us out of a fight or flight place which a lot of us are living in chronic stress conditions i know i was so i can say that confidently where you think you're relaxed but then you get into this place where you're like using alcohol and things to like relax yourself at night but you're still in fight or flight. So it's like, we're never really truly getting out of that space. Or if we are, it's not, it's not enough time. And so I've been learning about breathing techniques that have. Have you heard of the Wim Hof method? 
Yes, that's exactly what I've been doing recently. Oh, awesome. I've been, you know, I was actually thinking about getting the book for it because I had another friend recommend, you know, to me too, that there's different breathing techniques that can be good for almost anything, you know, just being mindful or, you know, some people do use them like for sports and stuff, but they have a lot of applications. So I've been thinking, I think I might have to pull the trigger on getting that book now that you're mentioning this. (laughs) I would really encourage you to. It's, I, I realized something, I had a breakthrough, right? You're listening to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, shoot, even blankies, and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials, they feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. So my breakthrough was, you know how we hear about all these things that are supposed to help us and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. But then sometimes we like know something is amazing, but we don't really know why. Like we don't understand like the science behind it or like what exactly it does in the body to like help. So like when I I ended up getting the Wim Hof method after like learning a lot about diaphragmatic breathing and how it can activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And just to highlight, just to like detail a little bit more about why I keep mentioning parasympathetic, um, the sympathetic nervous system is the one that helps us like outrun the bear. We're talking about ancestry and how we used to use our fight or flight. And you know, in, in many Americans and probably throughout the world today, like we're under such chronic stress that, um, our bodies aren't able to like react quickly enough. And we're, we don't have a very strong fight or flight reaction because we're under this, it's like, it's like go, go, go all the time. And so I think it's, you know, been, it's come to my mind, but been feeling like I have a responsibility to myself to, you know, get back into that green zone, the parasympathetic place to kind of allow my body to rest and digest and do more of those automatic healing and, you know, repairing that it can do when you're in that more relaxed state. And I kept saying all last week to my boyfriend, I was like, I want to start viewing life as less of a threat. (laughs) Because I was just, I just keep like walking around, like feeling anxious. A lot of times it's like, what is that doing for me? Nothing. It's not helping me. It's probably preventing me from moving forward in some ways. Do you think that you had, so you had mentioned that like, you know, especially in modern times, people have a lot of stress because we're so used to go, go, go. So like, do you think that because that's been kind of like getting worse or compiling up that more people are turning to holistic health because they see it as like the only way to truly combat against chronic illness in a sense? You know, I think some some people are starting to wake up more and more are. Um, but then the more that I think that I do encounter a lot of people where for some reason it just comes up in conversation. You know, let's say I'm chatting with like a colleague or like a friend and I ask them, have you ever heard of this? And I 
I feel like they haven't, or they have, and they're like, yeah, but I don't know about that. I think I'm going to go do this instead. Or they just kind of brush it off as not unimportant. And I think that makes me really sad because I think a lot of people are still mostly closed off to holistic. And I think that discourages me when I think about that, but it also like motivates me and like encourages me at the same time because one of my favorite things to do is teach. So it's like, well, how do we teach people to push past or how do we push past the hesitancy and really persuade people, you know? Um, I think that I wish that I didn't have to come to this, but you know, some people, when you hit your rock bottom and nobody can help you, holistic is what they turn to. That's fair though. There's nothing else to do. So that's really how I found it. I like, I didn't really take it seriously until, you know, I, I had gone to four specialists for some skin issues and I just was so sick. And this is like four years ago when I was still struggling with bulimia and you know, nobody could help me. I had gone to therapy twice and I was like, I feel like I had exhausted my options, but I really hadn't. And I realized that maybe there's like a whole other world out there. And I was like, well, I don't have anything else to lose. I need to take a look at this. And so it was amazing. Literally David in the first like two months that I started shifting my perspective and started implementing certain things, I was healed. I had never had results that fast. I had never, I could have never expected that. And I just think, yeah. And so honestly, like when it comes to having people open their minds more to holistic health space, I would really encourage people to open their eyes to what our healthcare system looks like today. Not everybody gets a look inside the hospital um, and see to see how sick people are, but they might be able to look at their family members and friends that are older. And, you know, in America, we have, we have been modifying our food for decades now. Yeah, it's crazy. The organic food is very, you know, it's, it's much more money than Mm -hmm. the conventional stuff. And I understand like, you know, sometimes I even struggle to fit organic into my budget, but I've learned so much about like the food that goes into our bodies. And I've learned so much about why those genetically modified foods and pesticides, they interfere with our hormones. They interfere with our body's natural process of healing. The whole thing behind it and holistic is if you give your body a chance, it will heal itself. And there's many Absolutely. ways to do that. And I think that I, one thing that I want to just, I want to like tell people in a humble way in like an inviting way, how important holistic health and just, you know, treating food as medicine, treating stress management and meditation and journaling as with as much importance as exercising and sleep, you know, to manage our cortisol levels and balance our stress out and decrease anxiety. Because I think anxiety and depression has increased a lot. I don't know what the exact statistics are, but um, in America, you know, a lot of people report anxiety i was looking at absolutely like an article recently and you know they were comparing um how many people reported anxiety 20 years ago versus today and i just think that we need to wake up to the fact that there's other options out there that a lot of them are free like to sit in prayer meditation and journaling is mostly inexpensive um besides like you know you have to buy a pen you know a notebook or something 
but a lot of these things they can end up saving you money in the long in the long haul and they have such a profound impact our western medicine approach is focused on symptom management but it doesn't focus on healing the actual cause of stuff so if you're only looking at that as your solution i feel like most people are going to end up just sick for their whole lives with one thing and not really having the right tools in their like at hand to combat some of these chronic illnesses and some of them compound upon each other because you know i think maybe maybe a lot of people don't know this but you know when you have diabetes your hands and your feet your sensation starts to go away because the neuropathy starts to develop from elevated blood sugar and you know how sharp the sugar is going through those tiny capillaries and then people's eyesight starts to diminish and we just we just end up with this really poor quality of life that i really wish nobody i wish that nobody had to live like that because the issues just compound upon each other and it affects mental health and it becomes this snowball where people feel stuck and it's sad to me yeah honestly i agree like 100% with everything you said I feel like I don't really have anything to add to that, but, you know, I think it's something that I've been thinking about in my own life, too, is how I can help others with that. And, you know, I think at some point I want to get into gardening. I think that would certainly help. But I love that you pointed out gardening. I've been thinking about, like, you know, not only is something like gardening, it has the potential to be very therapeutic, but like you learn so many new things when you have to like kind of get out there in the dirt and, you know, learn how to keep plants alive. And, you know, growing an organic garden can help you and, you know, basically your vegetables may be in your backyard now versus going. I feel to the like store. it's kind of my way of like fighting back too, because it's like, I agree with a lot of what you said. And the thing is, I feel like the way it's heading at like, people aren't relying on their immune system. Like it's always just going to be a pill, you know, totally. instead of like you said, looking at like the entirety of your life, like what's truly causing you to stress? Is it your diet? Are you also having good relationships with your family? Exactly. You know, do you feel alone at times? Like, yeah, it's just, you really got to think about the big picture. You really do. And there's been like evidence studies after studies indicating that like, our relationships and interconnectedness that we feel with each other can actually lessen like the burden of like heart disease in certain populations separate from diet. Even if you have a diet high in, you know, maybe not the healthiest fats or, you know, a diet high in fat and carbohydrate, there's been studies on groups of people that they found the only reason why the incidence of chronic disease was lower was because their relationships were helping them feel less stressed because they would I'd be interested to see like health okay that makes me want to look up and see like health data by like country or by cultures you know like is there certain countries that have a culture where they have better relationships and that you know makes them less at risk for heart disease or something I don't know it's just a random thought but yeah there's um <clears throat> there's the research on blue zones have you heard of blue zones before no <laughs> So blue zones in theory are these places in the world that the populations, they tend to live longer, like 90s, 100s, you know, where they're actually living. They're not living with chronic disease. They're not spending a lot of time dying with low quality of life. But 
you know, they have these, these areas where they studied the people. And so one of them, I believe is an area around the Mediterranean sea. Um, and there was one study that was done actually on Adventists in Loma Linda, California. And they were looking at, you know, everything and they were coming to the conclusion that these people were living longer because of their sense of community and, you know, what they, how they, you know, operate within their religion. Maybe the religion is not the exact answer to, you know, long life, because I personally, I can tell you the truth. When I was an Adventist growing up, the the Adventist diet is not is basically all that I've learned is not exactly what I would say is the best for everybody. I think for some people, since we're all bio individuals, we all can you know benefit from a different thing. But I'm going to tell you, we were eating vegetarian sausage links out of a can, and these like, <laughs> <laughs> this meat is made from like soy and ultra processed ingredients and. It's just, you know, both of my grandparents were Adventists and they are excluded from this example where I was telling you in California because they both, my grandpa had heart disease and high blood pressure and my grandma died of Parkinson's disease. And, you know, we were eating cream corn out of a can. We were eating the soy protein from a can. And it's like, you know, when we eat all these processed foods that are high in all these ingredients that our bodies don't really recognize as real food. It does have an impact on the inside of our bodies. And it's not to say that we can't or shouldn't ever eat those foods. I really do believe in, you know, don't say you can't have anything, but yeah, really focus on how can you eat more of like the real stuff because it's going to help you. It's going to help you in the long term. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I think one other thing I was going to touch on. So like, um, again, as part of being like holistic and addressing things, like I know you've talked before about how your faith helps guide you to live a healthier life. Do you want to maybe speak a little bit to that? For sure. Absolutely. So I have a little bit of a interesting background. I ended up being raised as an Adventist and (laughs) Adventism there was a lot of good things and a lot of things that I feel like shaped me in maybe an unhelpful way. Um, viewing God as like, you know, and you know, if you don't do exactly what you're told, you know, you're going to be ripped of your salvation. It's the end for you. And it's like, I don't believe that anymore. I believe, I feel like my faith has leveled out quite a bit and I've kind of stepped away from like the religious doctrine of like, law following as like my way to reap salvation so i i would i would say that i have like a christian like view and like values when it comes to believing in god but i have invited god into my business and my personal life and i have got to say that when i started to do that last year i started to experience a lot more peace and growth and just kind of like Assuredness that I was on the right path when it comes to everything that I'm doing. And I, there's a lot to unpack when it comes to spirituality, religion, and God, because, you know, some people will come at you and they'll criticize you for believing in something that you can't see. And they'll say, you know, 
you're stupid to believe in that stuff. You know, you're in control of your destiny. And there's an element of, you know, you need to take action, you know, when it comes to your career, what you'd like to see in your life. But, you know, God can help open doors for you, is my belief. And he can help you feel peace during your journey. And he can help protect you from, you know, danger throughout your life. And you know, from circumstances that are unfavorable and you can literally pray like prayers, promises, and like verses over your life to help increase your, your peace and life satisfaction and just your hope and your faith. And that's helped me keep going. I feel like life is hard. Like I feel depression just coming over me. Like when I feel anxiety and I think a lot of my experience, you know, in business and in life is largely spiritual. I really do. And without it, I think I would feel, you know, alone. And with my faith in God, and I think having God at my side, I feel like I'm not doing this alone. And I feel like, you know, I can just pray and have the direction that I need to move forward. And it's been really rewarding. It really has. And that's, I do talk about that on my podcast a little bit here and there. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It sounds like it's very helpful because I know we had talked before about how like discouraging things can become at times. So I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, having that solid foundation is very helpful in those times as well as the good times, but, you know, especially in those times, you know, Absolutely. I completely agree. I really do. All right. Well, I think that was all that I wanted to cover. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up here? Um, no, I really thank you so much for this invitation. <laughs> Always love chatting with you. Oh, yeah, you're awesome. And here, before we wrap up, too, I'm going to include links in the description for the Stress-Free Living podcast. But um, do you want to just give a shout out on where to find you, too? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, an Instagram page and a Facebook page. Um, my Facebook page, well, there's one for the podcast, The Stress Free Living Show. Um, then I do have uh, one for my holistic health coaching. That's just under my name, Cara Boyer. On Instagram, I can be found at it's Carly Ann. And um, my podcast is streamed, you can stream it anywhere, but I think most people listen on Spotify. Google and Apple, Apple podcasts. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Cara. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people, just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.